Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. And I am your host, Joey Harris. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. Folks, I have to apologize right here at the start of the program for a couple of things. I messed up last week. I said the wrong city name last time when I talked about the rehearsal dinner that my father-in-law and I went to and we couldn't find a parking space. I meant Lynchburg. I was in Lynchburg. I was not in Richmond. I was in Richmond the second weekend of my vacation, but I just wanted to make that very clear. The Tuesday of my vacation, my wife and I went to see my younger nephew and my niece, um, brother and sister, my younger sister's kids. And, and after lunch, my niece wanted to take a walk. So my wife and I go out with her and it's hot that day. It's 95 degrees in the shade and she wants to take a walk around the neighborhood, but it was okay. I went and did it. It was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I have to say that before we left Maine, my wife went and got my truck inspected because that's what we were going to drive down to North Carolina and Virginia. So it passed inspection, but I get into North Carolina and my wife notices that something's wrong with my brakes. Like they're rough and it, they're not just, they're not doing correct. And so I needed a pair of brake pads. I don't know how it passed inspection, but the guy says they see it. They start to wear in the center because of all the salt that we get during the winter time. So I had to get the brakes fixed, but we went on Friday to Richmond. We made it to Richmond and went to see our godson and he wanted to go to the Metro Richmond zoo. I didn't even know they had a zoo in Richmond, Virginia, but they do. And we went around and I had a small personal life win where our godson wanted to ride the the sky lift. It's kind of like a ski lift, but it's over the entire zoo. And I said, hey, I'll go with you. And I've lost enough weight where I was able to easily fit onto the sky lift and was not self-conscious about, oh, I'm not going to be able to fit or I have to get on one by myself. Nope. He and I shared a sky lift and it was a small personal life win for me. But then my wife went on a bachelorette trip. She's gone to Seattle for a week. And so I had to start the long drive back to Maine. It took me two days to drive back because I just can't physically drive long distances all in one shot like I used to. But that was my vacation and it was good, but I'm glad to be back into the swing of things and 
Today, we end the year 1990 by taking a look at Starcade 90 Collision Course from WCW. Starcade 1990 took place on December 16, 1990 from the Kill Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri. There were 7,200 in attendance. We start out with our opening credits. Jim Ross and Paulie dangerously welcome us to the show and run down some of the matches coming up. Gary Michael Capetta introduces Sam Mushnick. He says he's happy to be back and thanks everyone for inviting him and for coming. They present the flag and play the national anthem. They also say that the show is being broadcast to the troops all over the world as we are right before Operation Desert Storm is to begin. We're still in Operation Desert Shield. Bobby Eaton versus the Z-Man. They say that this is Eaton's first solo pay-per-view effort, forgetting the Nikita Koloff Bunkhouse Stampede 1988 match. They say that Ric Flair has removed himself from the tag match due to injuries. Zink comes out hot. Paul Lee putting Eaton over. Z-Man in control. Match becomes a little clunky. Eaton now in control. It goes out on the rampway, where Z-Man hits a tope. Back in, it goes back and forth. Eaton hits the Alabama jam, but misses a corner charge. Z-Man does a jumping split for no reason. Eaton hits a neck breaker. Eaton goes off the top, but Z-Man hits a kick on him. Then Z-Man goes off the top rope, but Eaton moves. Eaton wins with a cradle. Tony Giovanni interviews Dick the Bruiser. He's going to be the ref for the main event and says he's going to be fair. Gary Michael Capetta brings out the flags and the trophy for the teams in the Pat O'Connor Memorial Tag Team Tournament. This takes way too long. South Africa, Colonel DeClerc and Sergeant Kruger versus the Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott. Steiner Brothers are very over with the crowd. A USA chant goes out. Crowd pops when Rick hits the Steiner line. Crowd loves all the Steiner's moves. Scott pins Ted Petty after the Frankensteiner. Great Britain, Chris Adams and Norman Smiley versus Mexico, Rey Mysterio Sr. and Conan. Starcade stats graphic misspells Mysterio as Mysteric. Smiley showing how athletic he is by flipping out of a double team move. Adams hits Mysterio with a great super kick. JR keeps saying Mysteric. Great Britain dominating. Adams gets thrown into the announce table. Conan reverse suplexes Smiley off the top rope for the pin. Mysterio gets hurt after the match, diving on Adams. Missy Hyatt interviews Alexander York and Michael Wall Street. They say Terry Taylor is history and will lose in less than 8 minutes and 32 seconds. New Zealand, the royal family, Rip Morgan and Jacko Victory versus Japan. The Great Muda and Mr. Saito. Paulie says he thought the Black Scorpion was Muda. Muda hits victory from the top rope to the rampway. The crowd likes it. New Zealand takes over on Saito. He does some great mat wrestling. JR working everyone's athletic and amateur backgrounds into the call. If you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. Morgan tries to pin Saito several times, but can't get the pin. Muda tagged in and hits the handspring elbow to a big pop then after a four-way brawl. Muda hits the belly-to-back suplex for the pin. Paul Lee interviews Muda and Saito. 
Language barrier is there, but Saito gets it out that Japan is the best and everyone else is going down. Canada, Bull Johnson and Troy Montour versus the USSR, Victor Zangief and Salmon Hashimikov. JR puts over the vast experience that the Soviet team has. Mat-based match. Soviets win the match after a suplex and the referee hits the mat four times. Tony Giovanni talks to Sting about the main event. He says his head is clear and he knows what he needs to do. Flashback to the confrontation between Terry Taylor and Alexandra York and Michael Wall Street on the previous night's edition of WCW. Taylor slapped York. Terry Taylor versus Michael Wall Street with Alexandra York. Mickey Gargiola is the special ring announcer. Taylor strips Wall Street to his wrestling singlet. The clock is shown due to Wall Street's prediction. Taylor with an advantage to begin. Wall Street slows it down and gets a backbreaker on Taylor as JR brings his athletic background in. As you all breathe a sigh of relief, and if you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. JR and Paulie bicker over Wall Street cheating. Taylor comes back. Taylor hits the five arm, but Wall Street gets his foot on the ropes. Wall Street hits a stun gun on Taylor and then hits the stock market crash to pin Taylor. You then get a Russell War 91 ad. The Motor City Madman and the Big Cat versus the Skyscrapers, Sid Vicious and Dan Spivey. The Skyscrapers reunite for this event. The Skyscrapers just take over on their opponents. JR mentions that Sid is still a member of the Horsemen. The Skyscrapers win after a spike powerbomb. Paul E. interviews the Skyscrapers. They said they decide when and where they get together, and if they do get back together in 1991, everyone better watch out. Tommy Rich and Ricky Morton with Robert Gibson versus the Fabulous Freebirds with Little Richard Marley. A Freebird suck chant goes out. Morton and Rich clear the ring to begin. It goes outside and Gibson hits Hayes. Back in, stereo figure fours on both Freebirds by Morton and Rich. All faces up to this point. The Freebirds gain control. Hayes hits a bulldog on Morton when the referee isn't looking. Marley tries to go off the top to try to break Morton's leg, but gets hit by Gibson with one of his crutches. Garvin gets mad at Marley and starts choking in. Morton rolls Garvin up for the pin. Freebirds beat up Marley and double DDT him. Morton and Rich check on Marley and the Freebirds attack Gibson on the stage. Tony Giovanni interviews Stan Hansen. He's excited that he got what he wanted for his match against Lex Luger, a Texas Lariat match. JR updates the tag team tournament bracket. Mexico, Rey Mysterio and Conan versus the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott. Conan is limping before the match starts. Conan and Rick do some mat wrestling to start. Rick and Scott hit a top rope bulldog on Conan. Mysterio in. Scott hits a fallaway slam on him. Rick hits a modified powerbomb on Mysterio to win. Tony Giovanni talks to Arn Anderson and Barry Windham. They show a video of Ric Flair being pulled out of his limo. Anderson said that this didn't start out personal, but Doom made it that way. Victor Sangev and Salmon Hashimikov versus The Great Muda and Mr. Saita. Russians strike early. Muda does a stiff kick to Hashimikov. Back and forth. 
Saito gets a suplex on Zangiev to win. Tony Giovanni interviews Teddy Long and Doom. They talk about the street fight and Teddy Long says, homie, don't play that. It's a definite sign of the times. Reed says he specializes in street fight matches. Long also says, I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh boy, he's just hitting those early 1990s references, isn't he? United States Championship match. Stan Hansen versus Lex Luger. Texas Lariat match. It's a version of a bull rope match. Hansen attacks as soon as the rope is attached. Luger comes back, and as JR goes on and on about Luger's football career, I realize that Hansen looks like a guy no name Bob. It goes outside, and Luger is choking Hansen with the rope. Hansen slams Luger on chairs and throws Luger back in. Luger goes for a pin after a clothesline, but has to be reminded that pins don't count. It goes outside and Hansen is punishing Luger. Hansen gets three corners touched, but Luger comes back. They go outside and batter each other. Luger runs Hansen into the corner post outside. Back in, Luger hits two leg drops on Hansen, and Luger gets three posts. Hansen pulling to stop him from hitting the fourth. Hansen trips. Luger falls forward and takes out the referee as he hits the post. Hansen takes off his boot and hits Luger. Hansen goes for all four posts as another referee comes down. The crowd is irate. Hansen gets all four posts. The bell rings. The original referee waves Hansen off and Luger is declared the winner and the new champion. JR then interviews Luger. He says it feels great to be the U.S. champion again. World Tag Team Championship match. Doom with Teddy Long versus the Horsemen, Arn Anderson and Barry Windham. This is a street fight. They start fighting right away. They fight in the ring and on the rampway. They beat each other with bells. Some guy just wanders out and they say that he is a medical attendant. Chair shots galore. Wyndham bleeding. Head shots with chairs. Don't age well. Reed also bleeds and says SOB. Simmons hits Wyndham with a spine buster and Wyndham hits Simmons with a superplex. Nobody can get a pin. Reed hits a shoulder block on Anderson. Wyndham hits a DDT on Reed. Anderson gets a chair, but Reed gets it and hits Anderson with it. He gets a two count. Reed hits a pile driver on Wyndham. Anderson goes to hit Simmons from the second rope while Wyndham holds him, but Reed knocks Wyndham out of the way and Simmons clotheslines Anderson. Wyndham pins Reed while Simmons pins Anderson and the referee counts both pins. They continue to fight as the bell rings. They battle down the rampway. They battle to the back. The match was ruled a no contest. JR and Paul Lee start to argue about the finish of the previous match. Another Wrestle War 91 ad. Tag Team Tournament Final. The Great Muda and Mr. Saito versus the Steiner Brothers. It's the number one seed against the number two seed. Muda with some stiff kits on Scott. The fans start barking when Rick comes in. Saito in and Rick just keeps pounding him. Muda gets posted on the top rope. Scott hits the belly to belly on Muda. JR uses a McDonald's joke on Saito and I love it. Rick and Saito both down it after a double clothesline. Saito runs Rick into the corner ring post outside and knocks his headgear off. Muda hits Rick with a ring bell. The Japanese wrestlers are cheating to perfection. Rick hits a Steiner line on Muda and tags in Scott. A modified powerbomb to Muda. 
but Saito breaks up the count. Muda and Saito get a spike pile driver on Scott. A USA chant goes out. Rick sneaks onto the second rope and catches Saito with a sunset flip to win, and the crowd goes crazy. Tony Giovanni introduces the Pat O'Connor family, but they don't show them in the crowd. Typical WCW. Tony then brings out Jim Hurd to present the trophy and to kill the crowd. I would rather listen to paint dry. Man, the Steiner brothers are rough on the mic. They shout out to the soldiers serving overseas. J.R. and Paulie talk about the Black Scorpion. We then go to our main event, World Heavyweight Championship match, Sting versus the Black Scorpion. Dick the Bruiser is the special guest referee. Paulie says Dick the Bruiser looks like Popeye the Sailor Man and starts whistling the Popeye theme. Four men come down dressed as the Black Scorpion. Some sort of apparatus comes down and closes, and the Black Scorpion's voice comes out that the other four are just messengers, and he emerges from the pod. The announcers say they don't know who it is. Sting gets a good ovation as he comes out. They start out slow. The Black Scorpion tries to hide his wrestling style as Paulie says that all of the clues may have been tricks as they are trying to come up with a plausible explanation for this. They say this is the first time that the Black Scorpion and not one of his messengers has wrestled. Slow pace match. Black Scorpion puts his feet on the ropes as he has Sting in a move and gets caught by Dick the Bruiser. Sting being punished. Black Scorpion firmly in control. Sting comes back and gets multiple two counts. Black Scorpion comes back and rakes the eyes. He punishes Sting and pushes him repeatedly into the cage. Black Scorpion hits a pile driver. Sting hits the splash. He then goes for the Scorpion Deathlock, but Black Scorpion breaks it. Sting runs Black Scorpion into the cage and rips the mask off, but Scorpion has another one on. Black Scorpion tries to get away. Sting falls on the ropes, and the Black Scorpion crotches himself. Black Scorpion rammed into the cage several times. Sting launches Black Scorpion into the cage. Sting hits the clothesline. He hits Black Scorpion with the clothesline from the top rope and gets the three count. The crowd loses it. The other Scorpions enter the cage and Dick the Bruiser and Sting attack them as the Black Scorpion tries to escape. The horsemen come in with a chair and clean house. A Luger chant goes out. They DDT Sting on a chair. The faces start to climb the cage trying to get in. The Steiners come down with bolt cutters. They milk pulling the mask off before revealing that Ric Flair is the Black Scorpion. They put up how to get a Starcade 90 t-shirt as JR rapidly plugs Wrestle War as they sign off from St. Louis. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Harris. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. And if you do that, take a shot of it, email me at cupofjoewrestlingshow at gmail.com, and I will mention you in a future show. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from Stately, Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 